Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. It's time to reconnect with Tennis Paradise in Southern California. And we have plenty of big stars and high-stakes action on day two of the BNP Paribas Open. Looking for some inspiration in the desert, wildcard Sophia Kennan couldn't find her confidence on opening night. Plus, before the men begin play today, we ask our experts about the untimely withdrawal of second seed Novak Djokovic. And we'll get you ready for tonight's blockbuster first-round showdown between major champions Naomi Osaka and Sloane Stephens. All those stories and much, much more on this desert edition of Tennis Channel Live. It's another day in tennis paradise. Welcome to TC Live at the BNP Paribas Open. Our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball every morning here in Indian Wells. The Southern California desert has once again transformed into an oasis for the world's best tennis players to prosper. And our featured matches on Stadium 1 and 2 today have Americans Mackie McDonald and Jensen Brooksby setting the table for that blockbuster women's first rounder between Grand Slam champion Sloan Stevens and Naomi Osaka. We'll have a lot of talk about that. Then the night session, spotlighting Nick Kyrgios and an All-American battle between Amanda Anasimova and reigning NCAA champ Emma Navarro, plus Seb Korda in action against the Aussie qualifier. Players already getting ready for play today. How about Sloan Stevens? Has that huge first-round match, the former U.S. Open champ, coming in with good vibes. She won her first title in nearly four years in Guadalajara. We will get the scoop from her coach, Kamal Murray, later on the show. The new world number one on the men's side, Daniil Medvedev, playing his first tournament as the number one player in the world. He'll look to make it past the fourth round here for the very first time. And how about this? Win his fifth Masters 1000 trophy. Looking good out there. The hottest player on the men's side, Rafa Nadal, begins play on Saturday. He had a practice session with fellow Spaniard Carlos Alcaraz yesterday. The fans were out for this one. Nadal off to a career-best 15-0 start, going for his fourth title in the desert. As we welcome you onto the BNP Paribas desk, Steve Weissman, alongside a couple of Grand Slam champions, former world number six, Chanda Rubin, coach to the stars, Paul Anico. And how are we feeling today, Paul? I'll tell you what, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm very interested to see what happens, because I'm hearing there's supposed to be wind this afternoon. Mm. And if that comes in, going to be interesting stuff for the players to navigate. So where did you hear that, Paul? It's I, been so calm. That's know, how we like it here. I could be making it up. You look <laughs> at the flags behind us. There's nothing going on right now, but I'm just here. A little birdie told me if that doesn't happen, it's going to be another beautiful day in paradise. If it does happen, it's going to be a beautiful day with a little breeze in paradise. That's a good point. That's a good point. We're still pretty lucky. Yeah, we're good. Here we're all seats. good. We're no, all good. No problem. Palm trees sway. Uh, we're all good. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, the big news that we found out yesterday 
Novak Djokovic will not be playing here. He will also not be playing in Miami. He was in the draw as the two seed, but no longer there. Novak put out this on social media, said he stayed in the draw to see if travel regulations changed, but said the CDC confirmed that would not happen, which means as an unvaccinated player, he cannot enter the country. So this news, Paul, what's your reaction to this? Should he have stayed in the draw? Because... This now affects everyone else. Yeah, it sure does. And I understand his desire to play. And look, we all want to see him play, all the tennis fans around the world. I guess the challenging part is when do you pull out? You know, he absolutely has the right to hang in there and hope that those regulations change and see what he can find out from his folks that are on his team. But really, Tuesday afternoon is when they make the draw. So if he didn't know by then, he probably should have pulled out. Then we wouldn't have had anyone potentially miss out because that first person that had to play qualifying would have gotten directly into the main draw. So I think Tuesday afternoon would have been the right time before the draw was made for him to pull out or make that decision. Yeah, I think it's it's one thing if you are a bit injured, you're on site, you're hoping to play, you kind of wait till the last moment. But in a case like this, you haven't traveled, you're not even on site, you're not in place with where you need to be, you know, training, getting ready for the tournament. It just seemed unlikely. And, you know, to wait to a day or two before the tournament with the draw already made, um, that kind of changes everything uh, across the board. So I just hope that going forward, this isn't the continuing story at the beginning of every tournament where we kind of know the regulations, the requirements that are already in place um, with Novak Djokovic, you know, so far being unvaccinated. That's been the big issue. So, you know, hopefully he can at least make decisions that he needs to make without, you know, becoming such a negative story, I think, at the start of these events. Yeah, so won't be here, won't be in Miami, was able to play Dubai. Where could we possibly see Novak Djokovic next, Paul? Monte Monte Carlo? Is he going to be able to get into Monte Carlo? Initially I heard no, but now I'm hearing yes, probably. So uh, I would imagine that's probably going to be the first spot. Being able to play on that red clay, we had heard Rome previous to that, but now with with France changing some of the regulations because earlier in the year we thought he wouldn't be able to defend his title at Roland Garros. Now we believe he will be able to go back to Paris. So we certainly want to see Novak Djokovic back back. on the court. Uh, We want to see all the best players competing against one another, but he will not be here in the desert. We had some big matches last night here. If you went to bed early and you missed them, let's catch you up on the highlights. Diana Yastremska recently fled the war in Ukraine with her little sister, made the final Lyon, said she was playing for her country as well as herself. She had an intense match with former top 10 player Caroline Garcia, Paul. Oh, this was so you know, it's so hard for me to watch and just think about tennis with uh, Yastremska out on the court. Everything she's been through with her family and what's going on in the Ukraine. She has done such a great job last week getting to the finals and here fighting back, getting into this tie break in the second set, fending off a couple match points and doing a nice job. Beginning of the third set, had a couple different games where she had break opportunities and uh, had that break taken away right there, gets uh, squared up, does Garcia, goes to 6-5 in match point. But you got to give Caroline Garcia a, a really good tap on the back. She did a nice job playing big-time tennis in some tough moments. We talked about Yastremska reaching the final last week. Garcia also played well, getting to her first hardcourt semifinal in four years, so certainly in good form. Yastremska still in the doubles, Chanda. She'll be playing with her 15-year-old sister, who we saw all the images of them having to leave Ukraine and... 
basically having to, to shelter for a couple of nights. Really scary stuff. It, it is, and it overshadows kind of all the tennis we talk about. And it's great to see her on court, Yastrzemska and her sister, see them competing, see them, you know, finding some meaning uh, in all of this and, and a way to kind of uplift their country, their families, themselves as well. Uh, you know, I think sometimes it's, it's good for players to kind of have something more than that's just themselves to play for. Uh, but you don't like to see it under these circumstances. Hopefully we can continue to make progress uh, in that front. And, you know, just you pray for everybody to remain yeah. safe. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, it's nice to see them out there having a good time. And hopefully they can continue in the doubles. Certainly looking forward to seeing them there. And we're hoping to get Diana up here on the desk with us later in the day, uh, hear her story how she was able to get out of Ukraine and, and the journey to Lyon and, and now Indian Wells. And, uh, yeah, our prayers with, with her, her family, and, and everybody in the Ukraine right now. Some other action last night. We saw Sophia Kennan come in on a five-match losing streak, looking to snap that here in the desert. It was the final match of the night, taking on Beatrice Haddad Maya. The Brazilian took out former number one Carolina Pliskova last October. She had, she added a major champion to her conquests. Yeah, Haddad Maya has actually had a good start to this year as well. You know, she's a strong player from the ground, moves nicely. She's got a tricky serve, uses her leftiness well. And in that first set, kind of took Sophia Kennan out of her game. Kennan, though, got a good start in the second set, got the first game under her belt and it looked like she was going to turn things around but just couldn't manufacture the energy she needed Kennan and Haddad Maya just kept Good. the pedal to the metal she didn't let up she has the confidence the belief in her game now and Kennan again we're used to seeing her fire yeah, seeing her compete well but just too many of those misses especially off the backhand side it was a difficult day for Sophia Kennan still searching for matches back to back up next for Haddad Maya, the 2019 Clara Tossen of Denmark. We did have four other Americans that did get victories yesterday, including young Katie Volinets, still the best tennis name, had the best game against Aronska Roos. Yeah, Aronska Roos is a tough competitor. She's a good athlete, a good mover around the court. She took that first set, but... Volinets, to her credit, did not get discouraged, got a little more aggressive, started doing a better job behind her first serves, taking care of her second serves as well. And it just gave her more opportunities to step in on Roos's return games and was able to get a big lead in the third set. And it's never easy closing out a match, especially when you haven't won a lot at this level. But what a huge win for Katie Volinets. Great energy from Volley. That's first WTA main draw victory in two years. She'll get Daria Kazetkina next. But let's circle back to Sophia Kennan. Now, six straight losses, Paul. I know you don't love, you, you say never panic. I, I want to, one to ten on the panic meter. Where is Kennan? Look, she's, she's still rebuilding. You know, you, you look at a player's strengths, and Shanda, you and I were talking about this prior to the show. You look at their disposition when they're on the court, and this is someone that's gone through a lot in the last couple of years because we both know that at this level your disposition generally is going to drive your outcome or at least the way you approach your playing. And there's a fine line between her tenacity and getting negative. And she's been too far on that negative spectrum right now. And a lot of that is because she hasn't had a lot of positive reinforcement. I mean, one of the things that scares me is that 7 out of 36 seconds serve success rate yesterday. That means from neutral, she's not doing very well. And usually she's very good from neutral. So is the disposition driving it? Is it lack of confidence, lack of matches? It's those three things. She's got to get the balance. But like uh, our wonderful Chanda just told me before, 
that disposition is going to help her get the other two things going more quickly. Yeah, I think it's important when you have a, a style of play like Kennan does that's about competing, that's about fighting, just digging in and not going away. If you don't seem to be happy out there, you don't seem to have that kind of energy, we didn't hear a lot of come-ons in the match, and, and that's kind of the first step. Even when you're not playing your best, if you can at least bring that part you know, to your game, that's something you can control, point in and point out, and didn't see that as much uh, from Sophia Kennan. That was a little bit concerning. Hopefully she can continue to build a bit, maybe get some some matches, maybe look at getting some lower level mm. matches. But you've got to be ready to compete and fight. And I think that was a big part of the issue last night against Haddad Maya, who brought the, the fire. And she's a player that fights. So you've got to match your opponent in, in different ways, but especially if it's a staple of your game, as it is for Sophia Kennan. And I think that's one of the big areas she's struggling in as well. She may have to get some lower level matches yeah. because, I mean, she had a, needed a wild card to get into this event here, may have to go through qualifying. Paul didn't give me an answer on the one to ten. I was just where, ask where you, are you at, Shana? Panic you. meter. I mean, I, I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't say panic because yeah. I mean, she's, oh, no panic. She's okay. Young. Concern. She's, she's Concern. young. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Challenges. she's she's a Grand Slam champion. She's you know, there's a lot of pluses in in that column, and I think she's got to remember that. She's got to think about that even when she's in matches like the one she was in last night. I mean, if she doesn't want to be out there, that's a different story. Yeah. But you know, it's about building back. She's got time, but she's got to want it and and I think she's got to bring that bit of fire that's the only concern but you know that's something in her control absolutely she's a major champion she'll she'll bounce back for sure uh the big matchup today between two major champions as we take a look at our tennis express head-to-head between Sloane Stevens and Naomi Osaka cannot wait for this one third on stadium one Stevens leads 2-0 head-to-head Winning in Acapulco back in 2016 and then at the WTA Finals in 2018. That was after Osaka won the U.S. Open. And guess what? Naomi doesn't remember both of these matchups. Take a listen. I played Salone in Acapulco, I think. Um, that was the only time I've ever played her. I'm not really sure what year it was, but I remember being very intimidated. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to like kind of grow up together on tour. I know she's older than me, but just to like have seen her win the Grand Slam and then um, just kind of develop over the years is really nice. And she kind of grew up around the same area as me. So, um, yeah, plus she's a fantastic player. Well, they are both fantastic players. What's going to be the biggest factor in this one as to who comes out victorious, Chanda? Well, I'm concerned about Naomi Osaka's memory. I mean, I know as I've gotten older, it happens, but she's still pretty young. You want to forget the losses, though, right? You That's move true. Past That's good. That's a good point. Um, you know, but I think this will be an interesting matchup for Naomi Osaka. Certainly, I think she you know, needs the win a little bit more. Uh, doesn't have the, the matches under her belt over the last year um, the way she would normally have. Sloane Stevens, of course coming in on a very nice win streak she's playing more confident tennis and I think just in terms of the matchup the styles of play Stevens has a little more flexibility around the court the movement factor will come into play I think especially on with these slower conditions on these courts I mean both of these players have had success but in terms of the game styles I think Stevens you have to give her a bit of the edge uh, especially here at Indian Wells yeah I like the matchup for Sloan if she keeps the ball deep and uses that athleticism and Shanna mentioned the confidence right coming in with a title under her belt so if Sloan keeps the ball out of that danger zone kind of the no man's land in the middle of the court where Naomi can use those power groundies to get her in trouble I I like Sloan's chances today
All right, looking forward to this matchup. Third on Stadium One. We will have it for you on Tennis Channel. And guess what? Coming up later on TC Live, Kamal Murray, Sloan Stevens' coach, will join us and give us the lowdown on what Sloan needs to do to get past Naomi Osaka. A lot still to get to. We've got the latest on when Roger Federer will make his highly anticipated return. And speaking of returns, the DraftKings Daily Special Parlay is back. And we'll break down all the big matches on day two in the desert. But first... Holgeroon says he wants to get into the top 20 this year. We will tell you if the Danish star has what it takes to make a big breakthrough. TC Live is brought to you in part by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and new customers can bet $1 and win $100 if any point is won. Not in a sportsbook state? Download any of the apps and play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use code POINT when you sign up. And by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And Flonase Allergy Relief. Spraying Flonase daily stops your body from overreacting to allergens all season long. Welcome back to TC Live. We've got multi-network coverage of Indian Wells beginning at 2 p.m. Eastern today. Leif Shiras and Jan Michael Gamble have the call of Pablo Andahar and Fabio Fonini, followed by Lorenzo Musetti and Marcos Giron. T2 coverage for our Samsung TV owners continues until 9 p.m. Eastern tonight. Well, as you know, Tennis.com gives you all the information you'll need to follow the BNP Paribas Open from Indian Wells. And right now, Zachary Cohen breaks down Nick Kyrgios and Sebastian Baez for betting central. Plus, Steve Tigner has your three to see on day two here in the desert. Now it's time for the Bloomberg Business Report. This is a special Bloomberg update for Tennis Channel. The top story we're following today, of course, is the big spike in inflation. One report for the month of February showed that soaring prices at the pump, food and housing all contributed to inflation hitting a fresh 40-year high. This, of course, in the February CPI report, which was up 7.9 percent, hitting the mark on economists' survey, but up from January's 7.5 percent gain. Now, soaring gasoline made up a third of this rise, and this before oil soaring on the Russia-Ukraine war. That was not accounted for in this particular report. Food was another big contributor to rising inflation in this report, with prices rising the most since April of 2020. So far, though, consumers are paying up, but many economists wonder when will Americans start paring back, focusing on just the need-to-haves and giving up on the nice-to-haves. From New York, Abigail Doolittle, Bloomberg News. Quite the pie chart there. Thank you, Abigail. Who's going to be eating the sweet treats today? Will it be Mackenzie McDonald or Marton Fucevic leading up to first ball, 2 p.m. Eastern? More TC Live after this. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. 
Shanda Paul, Steve, back on TC Live. At the start of last year, Holgeroon was barely ranked inside the top 500. But by the end of the season, he was knocking on the door of the top 100 and taking a set off Novak Djokovic at the U.S. Open. Here's an inside look at the rapid rise of this 18-year-old from Denmark. Holger is definitely a perfectionist. Holger has always been a perfectionist. I could see from the very start that he wants everything to be perfect. I am. I'm a big perfectionist, you know. But I think it's a good thing because without this, you can't have the perfect stroke or perfect serve. I want to be the best. I want to do everything great. And sometimes it's hard to do everything perfect. That's why I love tennis, because you always can improve something, and that's, I think, is a beautiful thing. He was a very happy kid. He still is. Soccer was my first sport, and, and what I didn't really like about soccer was that you were a team, because then it was not all up to me, and when we lost, we lost together, and we won together, and, you know, I like to be the only one on the court to take control and the things I can do. And then uh, he started tennis. He was watching her, his sister for one, two years. Even before I even tried to play tennis, I always, you know, looked at tennis, watching tennis, watching my sister playing matches. And that already, you know, got me to another level even before I started. I think maybe around age 12 or 13, we were at the same level. And then after that, he, he began to beat me. I think he was like, seven, eight years old when he announced that he wanted to be the best player in the world. My coach Lars and I, we started when I was around six and a half. He's a very technical coach. That's, you know, one of the reasons why I hit like I hit today, because we, we build up the, almost the perfect technique for me, and I feel very happy to still have him by my side. He learned all the technical stuff, and then I taught him everything about footwork, and, and we've been kind of growing together all the way through, so he has trust in the team, and we work good, good together. They are very different in, in many areas, but they have this in common, I think, that they seek for perfection. So we always traveled for tournaments and playing either against the same age or the year older. So I always pushed against tough players. We attended all the biggest tournament where all the best players were gathered. He would generally win all these uh, big tournaments and uh, he became the best under 12 player uh, in Europe. I want to be the best version that I could be. And I want to win many Grand Slams and to be number one in the world. Winning a junior slam was uh, obviously one, uh, one of the big goals as a junior. When he won the French Open, it was, it was crazy. It was just unbelievable. You know, still good goosebumps. So all the things that I've been working on as a junior just, uh, just you know, went to another level. Playing Novak in US Open on the biggest stadium in the world was a huge experience for Holger. I learned a lot from that match, you know. What really realized for me was that I had the level to compete against the best players in the world. So I had to be proud and, and you know, it, it was really a great experience for me. His ultimate goal is to be number one in the world. And he has said that since he was 10. 
if you can step on court and be focused every time he steps on court, I think his dreams will come through. He's, he's doing what he likes the most, and that's, that's brilliant. I'm living my dream 100%. I love playing tennis. This is the career I want, you know, this is my life. I choose it, and I'm so happy to have a, a family and coaches that is uh, helping me in the way. Looking for perfection. Love that. Here's our Zip Recruiter player resume for Holger Rune, former junior world number one. Became the second youngest player to win four Challenger titles in a season since the start of the Challenger Tour in 1978. Broke into the top 100 in January, currently at a career high right now, 86 in the world. One of two teams in the top 100. Interesting to learn about when he wanted to be number one. I mean, that was a decade ago. He said, I want to be number one. I want to win many majors. Last year, he played 102 singles matches across all levels. 102 matches, went 73 and 29. Having a bit of a slow start this year. He's one in six, Paul. What stands out to you about the game of Holgerun? Well, a couple things. You look at the ranking escalation, right? Almost 400 spots in 12 months. And the fact that he's only 18 years of age. Look, a French Open junior champion. We saw him play so well uh, against Novak at the U.S. Open in the first set. I love the fact that he's so driven. I mean, it's amazing that he's driven, big, strong athlete, 18 years of age, as mentioned, uh, not going to be 19, I think, till the spring, has weapons. Um, his perfectionism is a good thing. He's got to be careful not to make it an obsession because perfection doesn't really exist. It's what you have on the day. He's got to concentrate on getting his average level higher, and it will, and he's got to uh, accept the stuff that he can't control. It's just a regular maturation process for a young player, but when you see the physical tools and you listen to him talk and you watch him play, sign me up. Well, seeking perfection and having a need to control, he fits right into the tennis scene for sure. <laughs> right. I mean, that's definitely across the board. But it's, it's been nice to see him make the transition. You know, sometimes with such a great junior player, it can be difficult, you know, to break into the, the pro side of things. But making a nice transition already into the top 100 and getting the experience in these big matches at the majors, only, you know, playing two majors so far, there's still tremendous growth, um, you know, for him in his game. And I think he's on the right track and he's got a base as well uh, in terms of his family coaching situation I think they, those are all keys for any young player that's trying to move up and really maximize um, their game so uh, good signs for him to be fun to watch him mature in his career the same year that he won the Roland Garros junior title Clara Tossen won a junior title in Australia so Danish tennis is on the rise they both looked up to Caroline Wozniacki growing up our new member of the tennis channel family who by the way will be our guest here on TC live tomorrow Holger Rune takes on Ugo and Bear on Friday here in the desert. When we come back, speaking of guests, guess who's here today? Kamal! Kamal Murray! Come on in, Kamal! <laughs> With that bling bling. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. And welcome back to TC Live. Our featured matches today, Americans Mackie McDonald and Jensen Brooksby set the table for that big blockbuster women's first rounder between Grand Slam champions Sloane Stevens and Naomi Osaka. Then the night session spotlighting Nick Kyrgios and the All-American battle between American Amanda Anasimova and reigning NCAA champ Emma Navarro. Sloan stands alone in the most remarkable rankings rise I think anyone's ever seen. It's that winning feeling again. It's trophy time for Sloan Stevens. This week I had Kamal. I know you guys are not used to seeing him, but he's back, so get used to him. He is back, and he is back with us. Steve Weissman, Paul Anacone, our friend, our colleague, back with Sloan Stevens, Kamal Murray. It's great to see you, Kamal. Great to see you guys. Good I'm, to see you, pal. I'm, I'm, not miss, I'm not having the suit on today. Uh, uh, I'm loving that, though. It's a good look. You know, they say, you know, it's good to be back as long as, as, long as you're not like Freddy Krueger. You know, Freddy Krueger <laughs> be back. That's the kind of guy you don't want to be back. We like you back where you are now, though. No, no Freddy, no Jace. Take that, take that uh, pendant out oh, real okay. quick. You like, Let you me, know, I get yeah. to dress down now. Yeah, that no, 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 no. Yeah. We, we like the sparkle. We got the lights. It's, it's, it's all nice right here, Kamal. So, uh, Listen, one week before Guadalajara, you get back with Sloane Stevens. Guess what? She wins her first title in four years. Who knows if it's a coincidence? But what was the biggest spark that, that got her back to that level? Well, I think it's clarity. I think all these players have game styles. They have game uh, types. They have strategies and tactics that they're most comfortable with. And if you just this doesn't have to be like a math equation. If you go back to look at what you did when you were winning, right, regardless of all the noise that has come into play between that and now, and you just start there, right? You start there and try to progress from there. And then who knows? You know, you get a win in the first week. Uh, but the goal is just hit the reset button, get back to what you are most comfortable doing, and then there build and improve. Is it, more of, is it more of a simplification? You know, sometimes when players get a little bit down on themselves and get frustrated, they get too many ideas. Is that what you're talking about, going back to simplifying things? Yeah, when I think you have a great athlete like Sloan or like Serena or like Osaka, they can do so many things. And sometimes you become enamored with what all the possibilities are as opposed to just saying, you know what, here's what you do best, here's what you can execute under pressure, and let's just stick with that. Yeah, that's great. And you talk about remembering things. So today's match with Osaka should be a good memory. 2-0 against Naomi. And, and so obviously you want to go back to instinctive stuff. What do you do against a great player like Naomi? And what does Sloan have to do today to be successful? Well, I think, I get, first of all, get off to a good start. Uh, number one, I think, you know, don't overplay. I mean, she's had success against her in the past after she won a U.S. Open beater uh, in Singapore. And so I think it's a good matchup in very contrasting styles. I think if Sloan could just concentrate, st- commit to her style, Right, not try to play bang bang tennis with Naomi. I think she's got a good a good chance. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the tables a little bit. I think uh, there was a a guy that's sitting at this table, Steve, that was a tournament director. The <laughs> tournament director. How, how does that role? What did that do to your evolution? And what that, what kind of perspective did that give you? Well, you know, I think it's in terms of ordering of matches. It was like, all right, we're probably going to play at night, and then you go and say, yeah, I don't want to play at night. I want to play during the day because I like the sun better than I like the lights. Now right? you got more <laughs> sympathy for the tournament directors, right? Trying to schedule. Matches. Exactly. Then you walk in and say, well, it's not up to us. It's up to TV. TV might want this. I say, all right, well, let me make a request, right? There you go. You want, you want both players to play well? I think you should play them in this slot. We are here with Kamal Murray, not only the coach of Sloan Stevens, but also our colleague here at Tennis Channel. And you've got a podcast, the Tennis.com podcast. 
Paul I'm and I are my, still waiting I'm to, to my, get on, no, by the way. I'm putting my request in again because I couldn't do it the first time. It was my bad, my bad, but don't forget me. Well, I think, you know, sometimes you get too big for your britches. Uh -oh. and when, 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 that, when that invitation comes and you don't take it, no matter how much of a legend you are, you just missed the train. I, you know, you got to stand in line now. Steve's next. Then. Uh, if, if I am asked, I will definitely be uh, on the pod. Who has been, Kamau, your favorite guest? And, and what is something that you've learned from one of these folks that you didn't know before? You know, I would say my favorite guest was Pat Cash. Mm -hmm. We all know Pat Cash has wild ideas, very committed to those ideas, very outspoken. But I think in terms of, like, his the traditions that he's caused, climbing into the box at Wimbledon, the bandanas, a lot of the youngsters don't know where some of these things that they do now came from. And I thought that was sort of my favorite episode to say, oh, Grigor, you thought that bandana throw in the, in the crowd was your thing? That was Pat Cash's thing 25 years ago, brother. <laughs> Exactly, right? <laughs> Fun learning from the other coaches. Um, listen, one of the things I find really interesting is the idea of being reunited again, back with Sloan. Back in the dark ages, I did that with Pete Sampras, and we, we were apart for about seven, eight months and then got back together. How did you guys kind of sort through that, and how did that come about, and, and what was kind of the roadmap for it? Well, I think the key is when you have, like, long relationships, uh, you have a very comfortable relationship, and it's really committed. So, I mean, you've been together off and on for six years. Uh, it makes it easy to come back. You're kind of always in the background providing advice, being just a sounding board for new things that may come up, and then... You know, it was just was never too far away. And then when he stepped up and just said, hey, I need a little bit of help. Can you come back? This is, you know, around the wedding time. It was like, sure, I'll come back out. I'm not too busy. You know, <laughs> how do you how do you ba balance all these things? Because, I mean, you got the Academy in Chicago, yep. tournament director, coach, television podcast talent. Organized. I've Professional got, juggler. I know. I got tons of help. I got a great family support at home. I got a great staff in Chicago. Um, you know, Sloan is clear on what's in place, what needs to happen, and I just make sure, you know, nothing sort of bleeds into each other and able to separate. So, you know, had you asked me to do this at noon, I said, nope, from 11 <laughs> o'clock on, it's all Sloan. <laughs> all right, well, we wish you the best of luck today. It is great to have you on the team and great to have you joining us on TC Live today. Thank you, guys. Everybody, choose for the right, cheer for the right side today. <laughs> Whatever that may be. <laughs> Waiting for my invite. Podcast <laughs> invite. Kamau Murray joining us here on TC Live from the desert. That big match coming up third on Stadium One between Naomi Osaka and Sloane Stevens. First match of the day, Mackie McDonald, Marton Fucevic. That's what we're leading up to, 2 Eastern. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hanukkah and Ruben Weissman back on TC Live taking a look at Sebastian Baez, the 21-year-old at a career-high 60 right now, making his Indian Wells Masters 1000 debut. He is taking on the always entertaining Nick Kyrgios later tonight. First meeting between those two. Playing perhaps in the wind. We've got our weather update brought to you by the Paul Anacone AccuWeather Service. 
that right now has the winds at uh, south 14 miles an hour, Paul. They're picking up. Well, my uh, weather app will be free to the public starting on <laughs> April 16th. Mm-hmm. Right again, Paul. I'll tell you what. I mean, you called it uh, literally you barely 40 is, minutes ago. Yep, just put your finger up in the air and feel the breeze and look <laughs> at the flags. Download it. Coneweather.com. <laughs> All your local app stores or wherever you find your podcast provider. <laughs> 67 degrees, though. It is still tennis paradise. And we've got you covered every day here in the desert. TC Live, the three of us, 1 p.m. Eastern for an hour leading you up to the day session. The night session begins at 9 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, encore coverage all night long leading back up to TC Live. Time now for one of our favorite segments, DraftKings Sportsbook Match Preview. We've got the American Marcos Giron taking on Lorenzo Musetti. Giron, the favorite to win this one. Total sets, they're saying over, under, two and a half. Well, the under is the favorite on that one. Uh, what do you make of this matchup, Chanda? Well, I definitely agree with Giron being the favorite. I give him the edge as well for, you know, number of factors, the form he's in, he's, you know, where he's playing at, career high, uh, and just the, the style of play as well. I don't know all of the numbers, Steve. I'm going to leave that to <laughs> you to kind of describe it all, but I agree. I give Giron the advantage. Okay. Put your money on your own, Paul? Yeah, absolutely. Our friends at DraftKings know a little more than we do about the numbers in the betting world. But when you just look at the matchup, great opportunity. I give Marcus a, a little bit of an edge. But look, Musetti, beautiful one-handed backhand, a lot of talent, slow, gritty court. So Garon's going to have to execute really well. Expect a lot of really fun rallies in this match. Musetti looking for his first ever win here at Indian Wells. Marcus Garon coming in career high. He's at 55 in the world right now. Those quads are legit. Quadzilla, biggest quads on the ATP Tour. We also have a special parlay for you as uh, we pick three matches. DraftKings does, DraftKings Sportsbook. The Daily Special. Pick all these favorite stars to win in straight sets. And guess what? You bet $100, you win $530. we have got Q Wang Chiang taking on Maripos Kova. This is actually a rematch from the semifinals in Guadalajara just a couple weeks ago that Boskova won. And then we've got Katie Bolter against Jasmine Paolini and Arena Camilia Begu against Katarina Siniakova. So Begu, Bolter, and Wong Chiang are the favorites in those. Uh, which part of this matchup intrigues you the most? Which one of these three do you like, Chanda? You know, I would like to see that rematch. It's always interesting to me when players, one player loses and they get to play again two or three weeks later, kind of seeing the turnaround. I think Wong Chiang maybe has the game on these courts and it would be a bit more comfortable, a little slower conditions. She's solid from the ground, but Boskova, she's a good fighter. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that clash goes and if uh, Wong Chiang can turn that one around. Yeah, I'm going to go with Katie Bolter and uh... – I think it'll be fun to watch her after she's gotten through qualifying. Plus, uh, Jason Goodall said if I mentioned this match, he'd buy me dinner. So, <laughs> Jason, you now owe me dinner. Uh, in all seriousness, Katie Bolter's fun to watch. And, look, whenever you get through qualifying, I feel like you build up some confidence, right? You've got the match rhythm, a couple of tough wins to get into this scenario. But last time I checked, the Paul Anacone weather forecast said to look over Chanda's head and you'll see the winds blowing so that all the players have to be really careful today yeah, in the wind. Look at the, look at the flag. Yep. I mean, it's, right uh, above my head. I'm, there you, you know. go. But, but my hair staying down. That's, that's amazing that how you do that, Chanda. Amazing. I don't know how you, Well, if I had hair, I could, re, you know, reply to that. But no such luck. You've got plenty. Yeah. Oh, it's, you're, you good. you're good. You're good. 
Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Thanks, Amy. A reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers can bet $1 and win $100 if any point is won. If you're not in a sportsbook state, download any of the apps. Play for thousands every day in DraftKings free-to-play pools. Use the code POINT when you sign up, even for all of our New York residents, where DraftKings Sportsbook is now available. Well, this year, guess what? We've got a full Indian Wells experience. Five different ways to catch the action from the desert here on Tennis Channel. We've got Leif Cyrus, Jan Michael Gamble on our Bally Regional Sports Networks. T2 on your Samsung TV. TC Plus, Tennis.com. I believe there's a Bally Sports app now you can even use. So we got you covered every single angle, even if it's blowing in the wind. Uh, I see what you did did there. I see it's a little plug for my uh, app, the weather app. PaulAnaconeWeatherApp.com.net.gov. We'll be back after this. All right, first ball coming up top of the hour. Look who we got calling the match. Brett Haber is with the Bryan brothers back in the house. Another year at Indian Wells with Mike and Bob, the legends. This trio can't wait for it. What do you think of the shorts, Paul? I'll tell you, Brett Haber is in the Paul Anacone School of Design, Frumpelstiltskin Plus. <laughs> Just showing off the calves, I think. Uh, yesterday, Allie Risk in action. Last time she played Katie McNally, Chanda, she won the first set in a bagel once again. She was carb-loading in this one. Uh, it was a fantastic start from Allie Risk. Playing similar styles, these two players, but Risk just more solid from the ground, able to understand the timing of moving in a little bit better. And she made a lot of those approaches. McNally, a number of misses and some key moments. She found a better rhythm in the second set, McNally did, but in the end, Risk just too good. And a little luck never hurts either. Never. Allie, uh, we apologize. We were supposed to have you on set yesterday, win another match. I promise we will get you on the TC Live desk. Uh, one of the stars of my tennis life on TC, Isla Tamjanovic, going to have some cool things to vlog after her match against Haley Baptiste, Paul. Yeah, this was a fun one to watch. Isla Tamjanovic did such a nice job the first set with the big power ground. He's controlling the tempo of the match. Really impressed with Haley Baptiste in the second set. Went nowhere after losing comprehensively. Got the early lead in the second. And how about a little Filar Vasquez drop volley there to close out the second set? But give Tomjanovic a lot of credit. Really good start in the third. Once again, establishing dominance from the back of the court. Couple too many unforced errors from Haley Baptiste, but a good showing. Filar and Frumpel Stiltskin. Paul's got it going Mixed on. Mixed doubles team, baby. In the F segment, I'll tell you that much. Uh, some <laughs> other scores from yesterday. What stands out to you here, Chanda? Uh, I mean, that watch the match. Uh, Robin Montgomery against Kaya Kanepi. Just too many guns and, and experience from Kanepi. Uh, we've mentioned Katie Volinets, but I was also impressed with Ann Lee. Saves some match points against Madison Bringle and gets the bagel in the third set. She's an up-and-coming player. A lot of fun to watch, so nice to see her uh, getting a win there. All right, good to see some Americans coming through. 18 Americans on the women's side in the draw. It's not that big of a job. That's if you put the pie chart from earlier, Bloomberg <laughs> Business Report, there'd be a whole chunk of American stars and striped flags there. Uh, time to enter the social net here on TC Live. And our own Tracy Austin gracing the cover of, guess what, Tennis Magazine this month. It was 55 years ago that she was on the cover of World Tennis Magazine. And Joel Drucker writes a lovely piece on our Hall of Famer. 
I mean, it's incredible. And, you know, trying to do the math, people are saying that cannot be right. Can't be possible. That it's cannot possible. be possible. It's but a misprint. <laughs> it is a misprint. 15 years, not she 55. Was, she was literally four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so it is absolutely, it's amazing. And, and, you know, incredible champion, Tracy Austin, obviously colleague, tennis channel, and I've had the chance to work with her, and it's been a real treat for me. But this is amazing to see her back on the cover after that many years and still a force in tennis. Yes, absolutely. Great teammate and a wonderful shot and so many great stories with Tracy. And how about the, the new chapter story with Brandon, her yes. son Brandon getting right. in qualies here, losing tough first round match, but great to see him playing at the professional level. But uh, yeah, Tracy looks great here. We just have to fix that misprint of 55 years and then all's good. <laughs> like 10 years. There we go. go. <laughs> well done, Trace. Well deserved. She wasn't even born when she was on the cover of World Tennis Magazine. She was on before birth. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of greats, how about Roger Federer? Uh, when will we see Roger Federer back on the court? Well, he recently gave an interview this past weekend and said that any tournament comeback from his knee injury... Not going to be until at least late summer. So we were hoping Wimbledon, Paul, not, not going to happen. Not looking like Wimbledon. And uh, he's trying to get back out there, trying to get healthy first and foremost. Uh, I was fortunate enough to catch up with him recently. Sounds good. Love and family time with the kids and uh, with Mirka. And uh, he still has the fire in his stomach, though. And for all the tennis fans out there, me included, be patient. But come on back, Raj. We want to see you play some more. Absolutely. I mean, it's always tough coming back from from an injury, and especially for a player like Federer, who knows the level he needs to be right. at physically, knows how uh, how he wants to feel ideally, and you know, hopefully, he can get as close to that as possible. And we will see him back out. Yes, uh, Labor Cup is something that he certainly put on the calendar as a place where he wants to get back. Who knows whether it'll be the U.S. Open? But what we saw, saw from Rafa Nadal earlier this year, you know, after he was out for a while with these great champions. Never count them out. Don't ever bet against great, Steve. That's right. Roger, we hope to see you back on the court soon. If not, hey, you can be another one of our guest analysts here at Tennis Channel. Why not? Trying to manifest. Put it out there, Roger. (laughs) That'd be fun. Love that. Yep. All right. We've got a lot of coverage for you today, not only on Tennis Channel, on our regional sports networks. Leif Shires, Jen Michael Gamble have Fabio Fonini, Pablo Andahar, followed by Marcos Giron and Lorenzo Musetti. These matches also on T2. If you've got that Samsung TV... It's free. It's a free streaming channel. T2. Welcome back. Day two at Indian Wells. Steve Weisman, Chanda Rubin, Paul Anacone. These are some hot shots. And guess what? We've got the real deal right now. Hot shot from day one. Looking forward to seeing this one, Chanda. What do we have in store? Uh, we've got Misaki Doi and Anastasia Potapova. And this was a battle from the ground at times. Misaki Doi, though, such a good mover. And that shot with the split showing the flexibility along with the firepower. This was fantastic. I couldn't do this, Steve. I no? was hurt looking at it. Paul could. He's been doing yoga. I think Paul, I think that's Is a that perfect Paul split. Yoga? Yeah. Okay. You, you, usually how I warm up pre-TC Live. <laughs> In the green room, that's Paul. Both sides. I think you can go left yeah, foot forward, either way. right foot forward. Either way. It's versatile. Mm-hmm. Switch it up. Yeah, I like it. Uh, featured matches on day two. A lot of American flags featured here, but that third match, 6 p.m. Eastern, not before. Cannot wait for Sloan Stevens, Naomi Osaka. Plus, the night session is stacked. You got Kyrgios, Anna Samova, 
Corda, Kokonakis. Let's run through some of today's matches. Starting with Jensen Brooksby. How about the 21-year-old at a career high, 43 in the world, taking on Roberto Carbias Baena today. So not pictured on the screen here, but a match that you can certainly follow on TC+. Jensen Brooksby, he's a guy that Riley Opelka says is going to be the top American of all the young guys right now. Going to get to number one in the world, win majors. What have you noticed about Jensen Brooksby, who couldn't go to Australia because of COVID earlier this yeah. year, but is still at that career high and plays that very frustrating game style. Yeah, and that's the thing. He can make opponents uncomfortable. And when you can do that against different styles of opponents, against different you know styles of play, you know, that's a real weapon in and of itself. And I think he also competes while Brooksby, he understands his game and how to play from, you know, positions of strength. He's comfortable in all the different areas of the court. I think that's a plus as well. And high praise when you have your fellow competitors saying that you are going to be the next big thing. Uh, for me, that, that says a lot as well but he seems to have a good head on his shoulders Brooksby and it's been fun to watch the different styles that he can produce yeah it's, it's great to watch his tennis IQ right so many different things that he does on court with court positioning absorbing pace redirecting and defending um, and then he comes up with big two-handers down the line just a very creative game style and most importantly for a young player I, I like to look at how good is their shot selection and what do they do under pressure and he ticks both of those boxes so a very high praise from Riley Opelka, but Riley, come on, man, you gotta be more confident in yourself. I mean, Riley's a top ranked American right now, right? Isn't he? He's 17 in the world, isn't he? Same with yeah, Taylor. No, Taylor's dropped a little bit, and so the, all these guys, he's you know, right for, there. Yeah. And for me, the great news for all the Americans, for all the Stars and Stripes, is there is a terrific peer group to push each other. Mm -hmm. Gonna be a fun next five to seven years. Hey, you gotta support your, your fellow guys as well, but yeah, Riley, you know. Think you're gonna bring be. the dingers, <laughs> Riley. Bring the dingers, big man. Uh, Brooksby won the previous matchup between Roberto Carbias Baena as well. That was in Paris in qualifying. Uh, speaking of a rematch, how about Sebi Corda? He's got a big match coming up today against Tanasi Kokonakis. They played in Delray Beach earlier this year, and it was Corda that got the win, Paul. Uh, what are you expecting to see from the young American? Well, this is a different uh, different Tanasi Kokonakis, right? Down in Australia, winning a title there, playing such good tennis, qualifying here. Uh, Seb just coming off a terrific win in Davis Cup where he felt a different kind of pressure for the first time as a Davis Cup player. So two players with a lot different kind of uh, career arcs. Tanasi Kokonakis trying to get back to where he should be, and Seb Kord is continuing to drive up the rank. So it's going to be a fun one to watch. I, once again, have dodged the question of not saying who's going to win <laughs> because it's going to be a close one. Yeah, I think this one is a little bit of a toss-up and, and certainly depends on who can execute uh, in terms of these conditions. And I think both guys are, are playing at a good level. Kokonakis, though, certainly with some highs. He won that first title of his career in his hometown, won the Australian Open men's doubles title as well. So, you know, he's playing with, uh, I think, a renewed level of belief and, uh, and motivation because he's had so many injuries over yeah. the course of his career. So it's been nice to see him back out. Korda in a little different position more of the pressures on him had a terrific year last year trying to kind of build um, to start this one this is a good match for quarter to really get down hit through the court show the serving uh, his uh, serving capabilities use that part of his game I still give quarter the slight edge but I think it will be a tough one Chanda always answers the questions Paul <laughs> she's way more direct than I am what can I tell you uh, we got a great all-american matchup on the women's side we got Amanda Anasimova on one side she had a title earlier this year 
you called the tiebreak tens, the, the Eisenhower Cup that she came through. She was a last-minute replacement, won the whole thing. Taking on Emma Navarro, who's still in college at UVA, won the NCAA title last year, only lost one match all year. What do you think? You know, I think Anna Samova, for me right now, is a little bit of a wild card because, you know, she is playing well. Uh, you know, when, when she's plugged in, she's kind of found, I think, a renewed level in her game as well, starting this year in terrific fashion. The tiebreak 10 is a little different format, but she played incredibly well. She's got that ability to open up the court to hit up the line, which a lot of players aren't as comfortable with. So I think that will give Emma Navarro some, some trouble, along with the experience that mm. Anna Samova has in, in these bigger matches even though she's just 20 years old you know she's just kind of a world apart from Navarro right now I think that will come to bear but you can't look past Navarro she is a a tricky player at times she thinks well out there in court competes nicely and evenly so it could be an interesting match but definitely the edge to uh, Amanda Anasimova yeah look I think it's tough again when you 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 talked about perhaps the pressure being on Seb Corda in his match. I wonder if it's the same mm-hmm. for Amanda in this match, right? He, you know, the ages are so similar, but more experience playing Emma, the collegiate player who I, I think, again, ticks boxes in terms of tennis IQ, understanding what to do at big moments. This is a relatively new environment for Emma, but she has a terrific future, great game, knows how to compete, and has all the weapons to take advantage of any opportunities that she can create against Amanda. So if Amanda is a little bit, uh-oh, the pressure's on me, and a little bit nervous, it could get very tight. This is going to be a fun one to watch for a lot of different reasons. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. And then, of course, 6 Eastern Tonight, we've got the blockbuster. We've got Naomi Osaka, four-time major champion, against Sloane Stevens, former U.S. Open champion, uh, a former world number three against a former world number one. Chanda, who you got? I mean, two U.S. Open champions, premier hardcourt players, both of them really understand how to play aggressive, controlling tennis. I give Sloane Stevens the edge in the movement department. If she can get Osaka a little bit more stretched out, not allow her to hit on balance, that will also favor Sloane Stevens. And she's playing with renewed energy, renewed belief, Stevens is, and that's when she's dangerous. Yeah, you're right. With the coming off that title win for Sloan, she's going to have a lot of confidence. Naomi can take the racket out of your hand, and you summed it up uh, so well, Chanda. If Sloan can keep her on the move, keep the ball out of the middle of the court, keep the ball deep with Sloan's athletic skills and the ability to absorb pace, got a great opportunity. Who will be more upset by, by your wind out there, Paul? I, I would think Naomi, just because she's going to try to hit through it, and Sloan can use the athleticism to kind of absorb, use the footwork to stay in the rallies longer. All right. You heard it. Heard it from the guru. You heard it from the man with the app that does not exist. <laughs> the weatherman with the app. <laughs> uh, Kamal Murray was on the show today. Caroline Wozniacki is going to join us tomorrow on TC Live. You can see her, of course, commentating later today on that match, Osaka and Stevens. But here they come onto the court. Marton Fucevic and Mackie McDonald. It'll be Brett Haber joined by... The Brian Bros in the booth for the call of this one. For Paul Anacone and Chanda Rubin, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live. We'll be back at the desk throughout the day with all the big interviews.